Welcome to the Parenting Cipher, where each episode will give you the tools and resources to help your child thrive in school and in life. Please rate and review this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback. And also hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Welcome to the season finale of season three on the Parenting Cipher. And we definitely made it. This season was so full of so many conversations. We talked about navigating the world of discipline for our child, you know, how to sit in our power and one, recognize when discipline is being utilized to label our children even further. And how do we approach it, you know, powerfully, you know, not with the whole conversation of, okay, maybe my child needs discipline or, you know, maybe this isn't happening, but recognizing it. And then who do you want to talk to about it in a powerful way? You know, we talked about making sure our children are making progress in school. You know, is the school a good fit? Is your children's individual education plan a good fit? What is the school's motivation and goals for your child? And most importantly, are they meeting yours? We had Dr. Lauren on our show. She talked about dyslexia and dysgraphia and dyscalculia. Man, the disses, that's what I like to call them. (laughs) And once again, what do we need to know to powerfully advocate for our children? And I also, this season, talked about my health. And out of all the things I just broke down that we talked about this season, and trust, you need to listen to these episodes. Let me tell you one thing that's in common. To do all these things and show up powerfully for your child and yourself, this can be stressful, man. Okay. (laughs) It can be really stressful. And I know we've heard that all of the time. Oh, we got to manage our stress. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not stressed. And in the very first episode of the season, I talked about my journey in dealing with my health diagnosis of Lyme and Epstein-Barr and how I wasn't leaning into it and how I wasn't used to asking people and creating support around myself. But as time has gone by, I have created those things. But real talk, stress is a powerful factor in being ill, right? So, you know, to continue that conversation of leaning into our health, because it's a continuous journey and it's one that stretches us, especially when we're used to not deferring to ourselves and keeping everything together. You know, we really have to identify not just when we become ill, which is my case, but one of the things that I learned is that there are two major contributing factors to our health. And it's stress and inflammation. You know what I'm saying? Did you know that 90% of all illnesses and diseases is stress-related? Like heart disease, you know, if you've ever been to the doctor and they'll say like, yo, you know, heart attack is like the silent killer. Like that's what stress is. It's the silent killer. Okay. And, you know, in closing out this season, I really wanted to dig into stress for a minute. I wanted to talk to you about like, what's the cause of stress? You know, how we identify stress is a little differently for each of us. Sometimes we can identify when it starts. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes it's got to be all the way to the left. But I really wanted to break that down today. So, you know, cause the stress. So fears cause stress, which we all know, right? Some are physical fears. Like when we sit in traffic, right? 
being exposed to COVID, that's a physical fear. You know, we have psychological fears. As parents, you know, we're afraid that we may fail. Like we may not know all the things or we didn't advocate enough for our kids to succeed. You know, the fears of having to manage our debt, especially during these times, paying our bills on time. There's also uncertainty causes stress. The weather, you know, being sick, our kids being sick, you know, accidents that happen. They could be little things or big things, but it causes stress. And, you know, in our culture, we roll with the punches. Like we keep going. We ignore that thing. Like I ain't got time to focus on that, you know, but it's building in our system. So it's important for us to know, like we got a little bit of uncertainty. We don't know if the weather's going to be bad. We preparing for that storm. That's stress. Attitudes can cause stress. A positive or negative attitude influences how you react to stressful situations. I have been going through all of the things, right? But one of the things is financial stress. And what I have been doing is I listen to this mantra called the money tree. And the guy's like, ching, 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 go to money tree. And whenever I listen to that, it boosts my spirit. And I go, look, man, let me tell y'all something. It could just be me. If you're in the world manifesting, we all know it's about energy, bringing positive energy to us and, you know, giving positive energy. But when I listen to this chain chain, baby, okay, the money be coming. And with that, look, money comes in different ways. It doesn't always have to be cash. It could be that somebody bought you a free coffee. Somebody brought you some lunch. It could be a gift card. It could be unexpected discount, but, you know, mindset, you know, attitudes. And I know it could be overwhelming sometimes because it just seems like the walls are just closing in on us. But I had a state of perpetual gratitude. I was going through a really hard time and I would just reframe things like, oh, man, it's cold as ish out here and I got to catch the bus. I would be like, oh, wait, stop. Don't think that. Instead, child, I'm so grateful. I live two blocks away from the bus. I'm so grateful I live in the city. Just like small things to keep your spirit up and reduce your stress. Also, perceptions cause stress. How you feel about yourself, past experiences, you know, dealing with your health, you know, finances. Those are stressful things. It's that undercover energy, you know, just building up. Change can cause stress. Good change, bad change. It could be a better job. It could be relocating. It could be something's disappointing in your life. It could be, you know, a death of a friend or family or them being sick. Finances, like I just talk about that. Finances is, woo, child. It's good when it's good and it ain't when it ain't. (laughs) Okay? But they're all stressed and it's happening to us and we are being strong. Leaning into that whole ideology of grit. Okay? We all, we talked about that. You know, when we talk about how we need more sleep, you know, get all that grit conversation. Okay. And once we have like, I know that we talked about all the different ways that you go through stress. How does it show up physically? You got a headache, you know, low energy, your stomach hurt. Like your stomach been hurt for a minute. You have chest pain and it might not be a heart attack. I don't know about you, but I know I had a period where I was at the CVS on the machine. Like, oh, I think it's my time. I think I'm having a heart attack, but no. I wasn't having a heart attack. It's just the chest pain, rapid heartbeat, stress, insomnia, not being able to sleep. Not I'm choosing not to sleep, but you can't sleep. Frequent colds and infections, overeating or undereating, being mindful of how stress shows up. And that's why I'm going through this list. 
is so that you can connect with what might show up. Like the physical manifestations, that's how your stress shows up. That's how you know you stress. You know, overeating, undereating. You don't feel like eating, overeating. You reach for those cookies. That ice cream. Here is a, something for you to really think about. When it comes to overeating and food and emotions attached to food, sometimes when you're stressed, you reach for that food that's attached to a good memory. It might be time that you spend with your grandma or your mom or something that made you feel good. For me, it's that root beer and the Pepperidge Farm cookies. I don't know what yours is. You know, let me know because I do want to know what people's favorite foods are. Okay. It could be restlessness. It could be muscle tension, like your back is tight. You catching cramps. Don't know why you catching cramps. Angry outbursts. You know, like when you sit in that traffic, you know you're having a little bit more angry outbursts than you had before. <laughs> okay, everybody's stupid. Everybody can't drive. Lack of motivation or focus. Feeling overwhelmed and actually like you feel overwhelmed and you trying to power through it, but that's a sign of stress. Changing sex drive, social withdrawal. Like you're like, man, I can't deal with a lot of people. Okay. I just can't. Sadness or depression. And Cassandra from Be Well says, she and I talked about this season about sadness and depression and burnout and how we as a culture, sometimes we don't necessarily gel with what media says it looks like. So if you want more tips about that, you know, check out that episode. But Depression doesn't always have to show up the way that we see. Depression can be just as silent as stress. You're just not engaging in the things that bring you joy. You know, and you're sad and you're like, oh, I should be so grateful for all the things in my life. But you're sad, you know, stress. And you like to exercise or you know you need to exercise and you was on it and all of a sudden you kind of slow down. You know, that's a sign of, you know, the physical ways that stress shows up. And I mentioned that the two major things that cause illness is stress and inflammation. And what happens is when you're under stress, chemicals are released into your body that causes inflammation, which is a cornerstone for literally the most of diseases in the world, right? And as I have been dealing with my illnesses, I've really started becoming very aware of my stress levels, especially since, you know, one of the things I have is Epstein-Barr and allergies. So when I eat certain things, I'll be out here itching, itching in these streets. But I also realized that when I was stressed, I wanted to eat the things that I can't eat, right? And then it was like a whole cycle, like, I can't have it. Oh, the world sucks. And then it's like, okay, you're going to have to find another way to handle your stress. I really had to start slowing down and looking at myself, like, is my eczema flaring up? Do I want to eat that thing that I'm not supposed to have? Oh, I was tight with my exercise game. Now I'm not. Because as caregivers, we're on it. Like 100%. We're there for everybody, especially, you know, our kids, everyone who needs us. And when it comes to ourselves, sometimes we're like, I got it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We good till we not. Right. And then even still, we still are kind of like, we good. Like we could be sick, but we good. I'm good. I got it. (laughs) Right. Look, you have to be good for various reasons. One, for yourself, because you're always going to be in this body. Two, for your kids, because they need you to be healthy. But the other point is this, how you are loving and managing yourself shows your children how they should be loving and managing themselves. You know, just think about that for a minute. The, all the instances that we have and the love and care that we're overflowing to others, got to give it back to ourselves. 
So I'm going to give you some ways to handle your stress. And then I'm going to tell you what I have been stepping into in this year of 2021. Okay. So increasing your physical activity. Definitely have done that. You know, I have an eye watch and I have to fill these circles. I'm highly competitive. So if you are competitive, right, or you like to feel accomplished, I like highly recommend the Apple watch just for that component because you have to feel how, you know, in your activity circle, your workout circle and breathing, which means it makes you mindful that you aren't really breathing well enough. And the power of the breath, like help you lose weight, help you manage stress. It's a lot. We have to really pay attention to our breathing. You know, a lot of us are just shallow breathing. Like we just get enough air in our bodies to survive. Okay. So definitely we'll recommend that as a motivator. Practice relaxation techniques such as deep breathing, meditation, yoga, tai chi, or massage. And I'm going to give you this tip. You can watch YouTube. YouTube is an excellent resource for some deep breathing activities, some meditation, some yoga, some Tai Chi. I have been using this app. If you love apps, I have been using this app called Liberate. And it is an app that has been created for Black people. And I love it so much just because of the conversation. So they have meditation for sleep, anxiety, anger, self-worth, gratitude, grief, mindfulness, race, microaggressions, masculinity, pride, and other talks. Very powerful. One of the things I love about this one the most is, okay, get this. You know how people are like, you should meditate at least 10, 30 minutes. And you're like, oh no, I can't do it. What I love about this app is you can say, I'm just going to meditate for five minutes. Five minutes a day is good. It's you're giving your body something that hasn't really had. And you're also listening to these meditations that are powerful. And it just makes you feel good about yourself as well as it decreases the negative conversations that we have to deal with from ourselves and other people. Okay, so next one is... Keep a sense of humor. Okay, now look, I know nothing about stress before, but I love to laugh. And when I am feeling stressed out, you'll catch me on a good day watching the silliest stuff just to get my laugh on. So, you know, go to a comedy show, turn on Bad Boys. That's my go-to right there, Bad Boys. <laughs> I just love that movie. Turn on some Chappelle or Michael Chi, whatever it's going to do, but just get your laugh on. Spend time with family and friends. You know, it's nothing good like spending time with family and friends and getting that laughter on, make it that drink on or whatever. Send us our time for hobbies such as reading a book or listening to music, going to the museum by yourself. <laughs> okay, okay. You can take a loved one, not the kids, okay? Can't touch with those things that you used to love, man, before the kids. Now, I have been practicing all of these things, but... Another thing that I have been doing is I've been stepping into the world CBD, okay? Because I am like, I have to manage my stress in some ways. You know, holistically, you know, you have ashwanga, which is a good stress assistant. I have been, like I said, I've been tapping into CBD. That's been really helping me. I don't do it every day. But when I feel like, oh my God, I must be really stressed out. I say to myself like, okay, you know, once a week. But that has been really helping me. The CBD, the ashwanga. There's different holistic ways we deal with stress. Now, let me talk about this holistic way for a minute. You know, holistic means that it has to be in the body. And because you don't have any outward symptoms, you may think, oh, well, I'm taking this thing and it's not working. It is working. But 
you're taking it to support yourself before you actually are diseased or at, you know, your disease or your body is not at ease. So it's something that is silently helping you. So give it a try. You never know. So really think about managing your stress for yourself and for your family and, you know, stepping into a new space this year and next year. So I hope that everyone has a very, very good holiday and new year. And when you think about setting those goals, if you personally set goals or resolutions for your new year, make them for yourself. Make them small. They don't have to be big. Sometimes it's not always about the bigger picture. Sometimes it's a tiny step that we take to get to the bigger picture. Give yourself grace because we have been doing what we've been doing for a long time. So it's going to take a minute for us to make changes, but don't give up. Stay with it. Keep your eye on the prize, which is for you to live a life that you're happy, you're peaceful. You don't necessarily have to kilo from heart attack, okay, (laughs) or lose your hair or, you know, all the things that come with distress. So, you know, think about that. You know, if you have a goal for yourself, let me know. I'm on Instagram. Also check out the show notes. Everything that I've mentioned as resources, it'll be in the show notes. And until next time, always remember to love yourself. Be graceful with yourself. Be patient with yourself and be patient with your child. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please subscribe and go to wherever you listen to your podcast and give us a five-star review. That helps us build this community. And that's what we're all about, building this community as big as we can to deliver as much value as we can. The Parenting Cypher podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and the executive producer, myself, Jeannie Dawkins. Until next time, remember to be patient with yourself and your child.